0: I like space. Talk
1: Recorded live. Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels, and I am here with Cynthia Barnes, the creator of Women Who Sell. And today is Tuesday, December 27, 2016. You got in right under the wire to start your book this year. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah. So each excited. time when we... Each time when we turn on the recording, there'll be, like, that little music like that, and I'll come okay. out sounding like I'm a, a radio DJ for about 15, 20 seconds just to, <laughs> you know, say your name and the date and all that good stuff. So, anyway. Well, we were talking just before I talk, turned on the website, and we're, we got, you know, we're going to talk about your um, – Strategic attraction plan and some other stuff in a couple minutes here, but at any rate, we were talking about your website and doing barter with them. So I have no idea who told you don't use stock photos, but that that I I think that's baloney. And I've I've never met a gra- a, a graphic designer or a web nope. designer yeah, who said
0: she, that. It was actually someone with an MBA in marketing. Um, but you know, as I progress yeah. through this whole journey. the the more advice that I receive or the more application toward the advice that I receive, the more I'm finding that it's wrong. So everything that I think I know is always subject to evaluation by someone who knows more than I do. So I welcome that.
1: But, you know, here's the crazy thing, okay, because, like, marketing was one of my degrees in college. I think it was yours too, wasn't it? No, business administration. Oh, business admin. Okay. So here's the thing that is in contrast, because I graduated from Central Miss um in 1980, and okay. I was an ad copywriter my first few years and in um, at the international headquarters for Kmart, you know, which at the time was bigger than Walmart. But at any rate, and then about three and a half, four years later, I bought a business because I saw no track to move up at Kmart. I mean, the glass ceiling was like as high as your coffee table, you know. Okay. And so, at any rate, my former father-in-law, he was my father-in-law at the time, offered to sell me this business. And so, I suddenly was thrown into the position, like just three years after completing my degree, where it's like, I own a business. Now, I need to go out and market it, right? Right. And a lot of the things that were, like, still somewhat fresh in my mind from graduating from school, I realized I couldn't really apply to my small business, you know. And, I mean, the reason is, I mean, they have, like, multi, multi, multi-million dollar budgets, you know. And most of the time, the average small business owner is kind of doing stuff Not with no money, but kind of on a shoestring by comparison, right? You know? So, like, people look at, like, McDonald's, for example, all right? So McDonald's tagline the last few years is, I'm loving it, right? Right. Now, they spend $1.6 billion a year in advertising, right? Yeah. Yeah, to keep, I'm loving it out in front of you. I'm loving it, I'm loving it, I'm loving it, you know. But like if a small business owner came out with a tagline that was kind of unclear like that, you know, you would go, like, I have no idea what this business is about. Right. Like, what is this? And, of course, they always put, you know, the, the I'm loving it with the golden arches, which they've been advertising the golden arches for what, like the last 40, 50 years? Yes. You know? So yes, a lot, lot of... Cracks things. the little kids. Exactly. So, like, you, in fact, we have a McDonald's um, here in Las Vegas. It's like the old 50s style where the arches are part of the architecture and they yes. start from the ground and they go up through the ceiling and up above and come back down, you know. But the a lot of what is said, I mean, it's sound in the corporate world, but it you have to be more direct in the small business world, and when they say no stock photos, it's like, well what do they want you to do? Hire a photographer every time you know well when
0: um, yeah can it's go out practical
1: for five, you can go out on dreams time and get a picture for five dollars or something you know yes. it's it's not it's not realistic. What I do when I go buy stock photos and then we'll start talking about your book is I always um look for ones where you can kind of get a sense of how many times it's been downloaded, okay? how many times it's been purchased. And if you see a picture that's been downloaded like again and again and again, you know, thousands of times, it's like that's one that I'm probably going to avoid
0: because
1: you might bump into it somewhere else. Right. You know, like I've seen pictures for family dentists and it's the same stock photo site for a, right. a you know, child care facility or something, you know. Yes. So, like a picture of a family and they all got big smiles and they're playing, you know, right?
0: Yeah, right,
1: right. Yeah, so I do that. So, I give them the stock photos. I give them the copy, which I know we talked a couple of days ago and, you know, you asked me about the pricing for the copy. I also give them the Pantone colors. You know, it's like yep, I'll take out did. three colors.
0: I did you know? give them my colors. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, because that way they don't have to guess. And it's like, right. and, and then I give them, give them, bye, honey. I'll see you later. Okay. Then I can, um, um, they have the Pantone colors. They have the stock photos. You're going to provide them with a copy. And then that way it's going to be a lot easier, and they don't have to do as much speculative work. They can just get exactly. to Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's no. what I wanted to. Um, that's what I wanted to give her was just everything that I could. I gave her my fonts. I gave her my logo. I gave her nice. my my colors, all five of them. Um, I, we have the pages that she's going to write about. Yes. So it should be a pretty much a no brainer. They said that they would not barter the um, the content. So that's seven fifty that um, they would not barter. So okay. I, I canceled it. So I canceled it because I. You know, I, I will I will figure out a way to do that myself.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I'll edit it for you if you want to. Okay. Me
0: thank you. Yes. Thank
1: you. Okay. All right. All right. So let's go to your strategic attraction plan. Okay. All right. So characteristics, qualities, and attributes of my ideal client. And you've got a list yes. of 15 things here. Okay. So I want to go in and. um kind of do some clarification on some of these. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. what I want you to do is like on the first one, she is I mean, clearly your ideal um client is a woman. Yes. Uh, so, would you have like an age group that you think would be more likely?
0: I would say I want to say 28 to
1: 45. 28 to 45 okay yes all right so i just added that so you now have a list a list of 16 women okay. ages 20 to 45 i mean obviously we knew from um you know she 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 we know it's a woman but you know right what the heck we put it in there and now we have the age group too okay. okay so it's a little bit older than a millennial yes you know like like I mean, millennials end at like thirty four, thirty five. So you are catching the millennials and a little bit of the Gen Y group.
0: Correct, because I'm a I'm I'm a Gen X and I'm forty four.
1: Okay, three I'm Three generations.
0: Gen,
1: Gen Gen Y is um um millennials. Yes. Right. And Gen X is like right after the baby boomers. Okay. All right. So when you say she is professional, what does that mean to you?
0: It means she carries herself in corporate settings. She can mix in corporate settings.
1: White collar so corporate settings. Well, in corporate settings. Okay, good. Um, and I mean you have fashionable down further, but um, I would say she looks the part and she's comfortable there? Yes. Looks the, or or how about like looks like she belongs? Yes. Belongs and is comfortable there. Okay. All right. I'll send this back to you when you're done. Okay. So when you say she has formal education, now you could just go through first grade and you have formal education. So tired more about what
0: you need. she has formal higher education or she has higher education okay.
1: right she's so a college she has graduate college. she has some college yes some um, college, although she might not necessarily have a full degree, maybe she went through a couple of years of community college, maybe she has a degree, maybe she has an advanced degree right
0: my my if if I am looking at my ideal client then she she does have.
1: Probably an MBA. Why an MBA?
0: Um, because I I just pictured my ideal client, and I said MBA because that is a uh the the upper echelon of the or the the, the peak of the business degree, and I think of that as the, that professional consummate professional. That's what she has.
1: Okay. Do you think that that person with an MBA is coachable and eager to learn from someone who is outside like the university kind of system?
0: Maybe, maybe not. Um, Depends on where she got her MBA. If she got her MBA from the University of Phoenix, then yes. If she got it from Harvard, then no.
1: Okay. All right. I would agree with you.
0: Yeah. If she went to a night school where she had to work full-time and she got a degree from, like, what we consider to be a, a degree mill, one of your online programs that doesn't have a lot of sure. credibility. Yeah.
1: To me, it feels like you might be boxing yourself into a corner a little bit, but if you feel really strongly this is your target market,
0: nope, then you I am open, it. I am open to suggestions. When I did this, I pictured somebody, a character on television, Olivia Pope from Scandal. And I said, oh, okay. that's, that's who would, would be my ideal client, someone who is good at what she does, however, is open to wanting to get better.
1: Okay. So, um, all right, Austin and MBA. Um...
0: She doesn't have to have the MBA. Now that you say that, I mean, I'm glad we're talking about this. The MBA is not crucial because a lot of your salespeople, let's say you do have a University of Michigan MBA, you won't reach out to me unless
1: right. you are. See, that's the thing, does they have that kind of haughty, like, "Well, what they can do, you yeah." I mean, I went to University of Michigan, you know. So oh, right. what if we said she has formal education, some college, business focused?
0: That could be um, yes, or she could have an MBA. I, I just landed a client who does have an MBA and she runs a company, but she doesn't know how to sell.
1: Right. Well, there's a lot of that. You know, it's yeah. just a mindset has to be, you know what, this woman, Cynthia, could really teach me something. You know what I right. mean? It's like Correct. they have to be open from learning in a non-university kind of environment. So. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. She is confident. I like that. So what does confidence look like to you when you say she is confident? She makes direct eye contact. She speaks in a level
0: tone. She can match the tone of her, um, the person she's talking to. Um, She doesn't get emotional in maybe behind the scenes, yes, but she doesn't let them see her sweat. And she speaks with an air that she knows exactly what she's doing. Okay, speaks.
1: What if we said she's comfortable in her own skin in addition to all that the is, stuff yep. you just mean? Yep, comfortable in her own
0: skin. Knows who she knows. is, knows her self-worth, and her self-concept.
1: Knows her self-worth and self-concept, you said? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. She's coachable and eager to learn. That's great. Um. What if we add willing to learn from alternative sources outside of formal education? Yes, that's a good one. Willing, I can, I can spell, willing to learn through alternative uh, training outside university educational system. Okay. Financially able to afford my services. I am so glad you put that in there. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. I, um, oh, yes. Okay. So, and I think you said she pays full price and finds value. Yeah, you put that at the bottom. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, that's good. So, what are you charging for? Um, you said you want to kind of step away from coaching. But are you still kind of determining what you're going to charge for, like, mastermind groups and stuff like that? For the mastermind group, if you pay monthly,
0: 579 $5. a month, it comes out to 7164 If you pay quarterly, it's $1343 um, for a total of 59 I think. And then if you pay all up front, it's 3564
1: Okay. All right. So masterminding. I'm just gonna put the five seventy nine per month for masterminding. Okay. Yes. All right. All right, good. Um influential and able to refer colleagues who respect her. All right. Um all right, so I'm gonna suggest a change to that. I'm gonna okay. How would you feel? Um if we said influential and excited about referring colleagues? I mean, just because they're able Uh doesn't mean they're willing.
0: They're right, right.
1: Excited to to refer colleagues who respect her. Fashionable. You know, I actually think that's pretty important, you know. Um, Where does she shop?
0: Oh, she shops at Nordstrom, Saks, maybe even off Saks. Or off-fifth, but... Um, north um, or off-fifth. We have one maybe
1: of those even
0: down a, here. Maybe even a Talbot. She recognizes good quality clothing and invests in good pieces no matter how much she spends. So she probably doesn't spend a lot on them. She's not a clothes right. horse. However, she's not a trendy person, but she, she has classic lines that will last for 10, 20 years if the material holds up.
1: You know, one of the things I loved, I loved about Michelle Obama, I haven't seen a picture like this of her in quite a while, but every once in a while she used to sneak out and go to Target. <laughs> yes, know, yes. Right? She like always a looks well put together, out, right? You know? Right.
0: <laughs> so, yes.
1: Anyway. Uh, okay. All right. Now, wildly successful, Okay. So I have to ask you, if she's wildly successful, why does she need you? Because she may not be wildly successful in sales. Okay. So here's what I'm going to suggest. Okay. Is she knows what it's like to be wildly successful.
0: Yes. She has to have a modicum of success in other areas
1: or else I
0: end up doing psychotherapy.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, believe me, I've been there, you know. Yeah, I know you have. With the marketing mentoring stuff I did for many years, you end up doing a lot of psychotherapy. So, okay, she knows what it's like to be wildly successful, um, but something like, um, but needs help in sales. What if you said that? But needs help in sales. Okay. All right. Um, she finds value in my services, okay uh-huh. um she registers and gets started right away. So what if I adopt that and I say she's decisive
0: decisive yes,
1: right, decisive registers and gets started right away, okay, so yep. um willing to learn, okay, that's great. Um you kinda have above. Um she's coachable and eager to learn. But like willing to learn, open up and try new things even if they're out of her comfort zone. What if she tries it? what if
0: willing to willing learn. to stretch willing to stretch herself. Open up. Yes.
1: and do
0: new and step out of her yeah, step out of her comfort zone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's out of her comfort zone, accepts constructive criticism, that's good, Uh, shows up on time, so I'm going to add the word punctual. Okay. Yeah, because if you show up late for a sales meeting, you just put, you know, ten strikes against you right there, okay? Yes. Um, She pays full price and finds value. Yeah, you said that in one, a couple before, but that's fine. She pays full price and, you know, Sees it as like a slamming deal, right? Okay.
0: Yes.
1: Um, she is positive. I'm going to add the word and upbeat. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. So uh, number two is what makes my ideal question. Check. Uh, I can talk. What makes my ideal client tick? Question one is why does she get out of bed in the morning? She wants to help others and is on a personal mission to save the world. Okay. Now come on, Cynthia.
0: <laughs> I thought about Olivia Pope, and Olivia Pope wants to okay. fight for the underdog. Got
1: it. Yeah. A personal and, and,
0: to, and I said that tongue-in-cheek. However, the people that I deal with that, that are the consummate sales professional, they are professional problem solvers, and it extends beyond their job. They want to help. They run charity drives because they want to help the less fortunate. Um, they give a dollar to the guy on the street because they want to help him. They are natural helpers. Okay. All
1: right. I, I believe I believe you 100%. I mean, heck, I've been in sales all my life, and I've dealt with a lot of salespeople, and we get a really bum rap, you know. But so Yes. All right. He wants to help others, and is on a personal mission to save the world. Okay, we're going to leave that because you're thinking of Olivia Pope. All right.
0: I am, yes. Um,
1: okay, so what that's why she gets out of bed in the morning. Who is the most important person to in the world? The most important person is herself, okay, Would you say this woman is probably single? Yes okay, so I'm gonna put this up here under number one uh, single um does she have kids? no kids? nope, nope, no kids, okay, so you're kind of naming a person who's kinda of like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now that you say that, yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, I mean, that's so good. With, a lot. A lot of people find that because they find that's who they're going to be comfortable with.
0: You know. Yes. If I could be Olivia Pope, I would.
1: Right. So, um, um, single, no kids. Um, at forty-five, it's possible that she's got a child that's kind of launched by now.
0: Yes. Maybe she's an empty nester.
1: No kids or she for... or she could be married and it's
0: a power household. But she is a power woman. She makes things happen. So even okay. even all if right. she's a stay at home mom and she can manage um, soccer, gymnastics, all that good stuff, she is efficient. She is effective, and she runs the show.
1: Okay. All right. She's a strong black woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll deal with any color. You know, uh, no, coming. I'm just kidding. Um, Kathy, I'm trying to think of her name, her last name. Kathy, she's a, um, she's a comedian. Anyway, she does this whole comic routine. Co- uh, it, well, she used to do it a few years ago. It was called Strong Black Woman. You know. So anyway, okay. and she's to make fun of Oprah. Like, who can make fun of Oprah? You know, powerful, right. whether uh, married or not. Uh, she. Runs the show. No shrinking violets here. How about that? No. Violet. My daddy used to tell me
0: there are three people to end the three types of people in the world. Number one, they 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 make things happen. Number two, the second per, type of person is they wait for things to happen. And number three is they wonder what the hell happens. And he says,
1: just happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He said, okay. "Well, Cynthia, your job in life is to make things happen."
1: Right right so the most important person is herself now you and I did not have kids okay no. so um, I have always been very career focused and in my conversations with you I get that you've always been very career focused yep. um, however the majority of and, and I'm not a real family focused person it's like okay my you know like you know I love my husband and all that good stuff. He's, you know, a wonderful person and everything. I have family and I call when I'm supposed to call and, you know, fly out when I'm supposed to fly out, but I'm not a real family focused person. And that, I don't know how you feel about that, but a lot of times in settings, that makes me a little bit of an outsider because the majority of people it doesn't mean that they're dependent on family, but they get a lot of sort of joy and sustenance from family. So yes. I don't know how you feel about that, but, you know. I get a um, lot of
0: joy from, from my family. Um, however, I'm not motivated to have one of my
1: own. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, but, you know, you're beyond baby-making years, so that's, you know, longer right. an issue. Like, right. like with mine, they'll be like, sweet, 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 kind, 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 nice, nice, nice. And then the knife comes into the back, you know. And it might only happen once every five years, but you don't forget it when it happens, you know. Yes. Right? Yes. They try to, at
0: at my dad's side of the family, they try to, well, not intentionally, but they'll make little jabs about, you know, being single, career focused, when are you going to settle down. And I say soon. Soon. Oh,
1: so I'll say you're – Well, when people say, when are you going to settle down, does that mean get married or does that mean get married and have kids?
0: I don't know what they mean. I don't even ask because I really don't care.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right. So So let's go back to this. Most important person is herself. What if we said herself first and her family second? There we go. Because I think what you mean go ahead. Go ahead, Cynthia.
0: It would be nice if they had God first, family second, and career third. That's what I want.
1: Ah, okay. All yeah, right. so that's what, what I want. What I do here. Okay, let me change that. That's the Mary Kay. Yeah. Uh, is okay. Yes. I can spell. God first, family second, uh, self. Okay. Um. All right. Good. I I think what you're saying is she's not the kind of person who gets so caught up in serving everyone else that she forgets who she is. That's correct. That is correct. You know, yes. like especially when the kids like go off to college as they become more and more independent, it's like, who am I if I'm not a mom? You know, right? Right. Okay, yes, all right, okay. So the first one is When you get out of bed. Who is the most important person to the world- in the world? What is most important in the world? Fighting for those in trouble matters most to her matters being that professional
0: problem solver
1: right, okay, let me put down here um what if I said something like using professional problem solving skills to help those in need? There we go. Using professional problem solving skills to help those in need. Okay. All right. Now, on number four, I deleted a couple words by accident. So, number four is what does she want to create before she leaves this world? Um, I think um, you might have skipped the questions. Let's see. What's that? Yeah, I think you might, because there's five questions and you got four replies here.
0: Yes, and there's one at the end, um, the last question. What do I? What can I take action on, or what can I do better?
1: Uh, no, and we're not. We're not. We're not to that point yet. We're still on oh, page okay. two. What makes my What makes my ideal client tick? So number one is why does she get out of bed in the morning? Number two is who is the most important person to her in the world? And we've changed it to God first, family second, self third. Three is what is most important to her in the world? And we have fighting for those in trouble matters most, using professional problem-solving skills to help those in need. Number four is what does she want to accomplish before she leaves this world?
0: Okay. Um, oh, I didn't answer that. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Or uh, well, maybe I misunderstood. I thought, so what, what would you say? What, what does she want to accomplish before she leaves this world?
0: Help as many people as she can.
1: Uh, to help as many people as she can. Okay, so does she see her work in selling as a vehicle for help, or is this stuff outside of her job? This would be um, both, actually,
0: because it, it transcends into personal because she's a very giving person. She wants to help people. She uses her sales acumen to help people in her work, because I see her self-identity being tied to her career.
1: Sure, sure, of course, of course. Okay, now on question five, what happened when I was responding to something else? I think I deleted a couple of words. So would you read that to me? That one is, what does she really love about her life?
0: Um, I didn't answer that one.
1: Was well, it says really something like? Oh, she okay,
0: loves. That's the highly I competent yes, she There's loves like, the fact that she is highly competent and able to handle things.
1: That she's highly comp. Okay, good. All right, all right. So she she kind of revels in her capability. Yes, she revels in her capability, and I would say, and her strength.
0: Yes, and she's, she knows that she
1: is a bad mamma jamma,
0: and she's confident <laughs> and happy with that. Yeah.
1: Knows that she's a badass. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I didn't want to offend.
1: You do not offend happy okay. with that. Okay, you do not offend. I know those words. All right, okay, so page three, I'm gonna scroll this down a little bit. And the fact that you didn't do question number four, like, you know, what do I what do I need to change or whatever? Is uh-huh. like I, I need to I need to re record that because it really isn't quite as applicable because you haven't started writing your book yet. So you're not there yet. So don't worry about okay. that. All right. So what does my ideal client expect me to deliver? Okay. So you've got the word competence, all right. And, so and I, tell me, how does she see comp, competence?
0: Um, I wrote, wrote these before I started to put in um, takeaways. These are more of an emotion thing, but she expects me to be um, knowledgeable and the expert because she's paying. Right, me. I,
1: get, I, I get all of that. All right, but okay. How does she view competence?
0: Oh, how does she view competence? Um, knowledgeable.
1: Do- perception is reality, right?
0: Yes, yes. So she sees me as knowledgeable. She sees me as realistic, um, positive, but realistic. I think that's the that's a big thing is realistic because she is she is a realist.
1: Okay, okay, all right. So here's what I want you to do with the ones on question number three. Okay. You know, you've got a list of nine items, competence, knowledge, authority, immediate access to me or a cohort, access to resources to help or sell better, accountability, wants to be challenged, practical application examples, and then ROI, right, return on yeah. investment. Okay. Correct. So what I want you to do with each of these is I want you to ask yourself, this is like a small homework assignment, okay, okay. ask yourself, the whiz gap question.
0: What's so great about that?
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. So I gotta type W S G A T. Okay. What's so great about that?
0: Okay. From my so point of view like, or from her point of view?
1: From her point of view.
0: Okay. So that right. would be the benefit. What's in it for you? The what what's so great about that kind of thing. Okay.
1: What's so you know, what's so great about competence? What's so great about yeah. knowledge? What's so great about authority? What's so great about having immediate access? Okay. Yeah. And where I learned this, and you probably, I think I say this on the tape, Um, where I learned this was from the guy who started Home Shopping Network.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. There's a guy named Bob Cercosta. He's still, you still see him every once in a while on hsm and then of course qvc was a spinoff from hsm they're they're both uh they're both owned by the same holding corporation you know okay and i don't know i don't know what the numbers were for the most recent year but i remember hearing a few years ago that just qvc alone is a 4.4 billion dollar a year corporation okay holy cow i know so Here's a small homework assignment for you. And, by the way, I used to give this homework assignment to my marketing mentoring clients, okay, Okay. is I want you to spend one hour watching one of the shopping channels. Okay. Okay. And before you do this whiz gap, okay, so this is going to be your first thing is Watch one hour of the shopping channels, and I don't care if it's HSN or QVC. There's one called eVine. Um, there's there's one called the Jewelry Channel. That one's not so good, but, but any of those three is pretty good. And you will literally like, you know, let's say they're selling a pair of jeans, you know, and yeah. they'll say, and jeans have 3% spandex in them. And what's so great is that is that they move with you and you don't have any uncomfortable binding around your tummy and that you know. I mean and right. they'll use what's so great about that is almost like a self trigger to go on and on about the benefits. Right. Right? Right. Right. So when you watch one hour, okay, and if you buy anything, it's on you, it's not on me. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> All right. If you, if if you buy a set of pots and pans, or if you buy a dress, or you know, some makeup, or something like that, that's that's on you. That's not on it's me. On me. Okay. <laughs> right? okay. But what I also want you to do is listen for some of the words that they say a lot. Like they say things like "love." You know, I love okay. this. I love that. And then they'll go, "Look at this. Look at that. Look at this." You know, they use the word "look" a lot you know. Okay. Um. And then I, you know, more recently I've noticed they'll say things like, you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to, you know, right? You don't have to worry right. about. Okay. But right. it's yeah. just for the experience of hearing because it, it, it really is, you know, I mean, we can laugh about things like QVC Queens and stuff like that. I mean, I think I was watching HSM the other morning for, you know, I kind of flipping around the channels. And they had these purses on, which I personally find kind of ugly. They're sort of painted designs. Okay. You know. And this one woman called in to just praise them to the skies, And they said, how many of these purses do you own? 266. Shut up. Really? Shut the front door, right? Right. So, yeah, it's like she has to have a whole room to display all her purses, right? You know, but it really is one of the most pure forms of selling, you know. Yes. Um, in this, you know, the way they do this. So there's a lot that can be learned from that. So watch that and then do your whiz gaps on okay. what's so great about that on each one of the nine items. Okay. Okay. Now, I wanna make a special point on ROI. Yeah. Right? Because the return on investment in a book is much different than the return on investment if they decide they want to work with you. Okay. Right? So you have some return on investment in the book that they're going to be introduced to these strategies. And if they follow them, they're going to work. But then there's the promise that if they're willing to go deeper with you, there's a far greater ROI. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Okay.
0: okay. Yes, it does. All right. Okay.
1: So any questions about your strategic attraction plan?
0: No, this was very good. In fact, I printed out a couple of pictures of Olivia Pope and put them on my whiteboard.
1: Okay, good. All right. And um, she's gorgeous. Anyway, yes. um, so what did you learn? from doing this and from our conversation just now.
0: Let's see. Um, it's nice to
1: have it written out so that I
0: am confident as to who I am going after. And I also realized that my current client set does not meet who I am trying to attract. But, ah, in, yeah, ah. yeah, I'm just taking any Tom, Dick, and Harry and saying, okay, well, I need money, so let's go ahead and work together, and then passing it off as, well, I'm getting practice so that when the big fish come, I'll be ready. So, um, yeah, but then there's also a modicum of nervousness about, okay, now I have all of these outstanding or expenditures, and I'm letting someone use my services for $50 an hour. No, no, no. So from now on, I'm going to serve myself by making sure that the clients I work with match these criteria.
1: So let me tell you something that I do because I have been a coach for a long time. I mean,
0: uh-huh. now in
1: the book, of but I was a marketing mentor and my clients were women. So it's pretty okay. damn close to you, Okay. But one thing that I have always done, I don't know if you've ever been ripped off by somebody or they didn't start off intending to rip you off, but they couldn't pay and then they were embarrassed and they disappeared and wouldn't, you know, like all this stuff. So I make a point that I never let the coaching or my editing or whatever get ahead of the money. Yes. Okay. In other that words, do you use do you use PayPal for people to pay you? Um,
0: um, I get checks. There's one client that I get a check every time we meet, and then the other okay. one I use Square um, and okay. she pays in advance. And then the other one, the corporate client, I get a check um, every
1: Wednesday. Right. So with corporate clients, you know, you kind of have to go with their system, whatever their system yes. is, you know. But when it comes to individual clients, I would consider the possibility of doing PayPal because you you know that you're set up on a recurring payment system, okay? Yes. And I have you and I have one other guy who's in Atlanta that are set up on, like, weekly but most of my clients are paying me on monthly, all right? So okay. what I do is if a payment doesn't go through for some reason, all right? Now, right. if you're sliding the card and you're right there in front of them, they're probably not going to hand you the card if they think there's a possibility it won't go through, you know? Right. Um, but, but you know, once you start getting people who are farther away, you don't have as much control over that. So that true. So if... If you um, let, let's say um, okay, you're paying 127 a month. So let's say that's 500 a month, which you know you said 579 for for the masterminding. So that's pretty close, okay? Correct. So what happens is, if a payment doesn't go through, I get an email from from PayPal that says the payment didn't go through. All right, okay, and and you know it could be for all kinds of reasons. It could be that the expiration date changed on their card. It could right. be that they lost their card and it didn't go through. It doesn't always mean that they're a scoff law and they're not you know keeping their keeping their card up or anything. you know it, it doesn't always mean that, so what I'll do is I will forward them that email, and I will say, um, you know, um, hi, John, just wanted to let you know your payment." Um, didn't go through um, please call either your credit card company or paypal's customer service number at 1-800-blah-blah-blah-blah blah, 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 to sort it out
0: okay yes
1: yeah. right okay so then i usually will get an email back that'll say denise oh i'm so sorry you know my i i you know i had to cancel my credit card because i lost it while i was on a business trip and
0: you know, right. whatever
1: whatever the reason is, or the card expired. I'll call them. With the 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 easiest situation is when the card expires and they call in with a brand new phone, number, you know, brand new card number and expiration date. That's the easiest um, solution, you know. But okay. then, like three four days later, I'll get it another email from PayPal, and it'll either say it went through or it didn't go through. Okay. And if it didn't go through, I forward it to to them again, and I'll say, hi, John, just wanted to let you know, um, uh, PayPal tried to put your card through again this morning, and it didn't go through. So, uh, you know, you know, find out what's up, right? So yeah. then, after 10 days, they put it through a, a, a third time. And if it doesn't go through, and it says this in my agreement, their coaching is suspended. Oh. Okay. Okay. they you know, they're coaching or ghostwriting or editing or whatever I'm doing for them, you know. And I'll say, hey, let's get your let's get your book back on track. You know, it's suspended at the moment because it didn't go through. Um, that means the PayPal um, subscription has been canceled. So click here now. I just I just went ahead and set up another one for you. I mean, it's like I don't I don't want to make them feel bad in any way. But I don't right. want to be out busting my tail, you know, writing stuff for them if their payments don't go through. So I never let them get out ahead of their payments.
0: Right, right.
1: In, right?
0: Yeah, so, I anyway. totally agree. Totally okay.
1: agree. All right. So I spent too much time on that. All right. So good. So you learned some things from this. And glad. I'm going to send this to you. And then um, here's the next thing I want to talk with you about. Here's your next homework assignment beyond just kind of sprucing up the strategic attraction plan a little bit. is I want you to create a competitive analysis. Okay. Now, I'm going to run through everything that you need to do with a competitive analysis, and then I'm going to send you the one that I did for my book back in the day, so you kind of have a template to look at and see what it looks like.
0: Okay. Good. Okay. Good,
1: good. So good. So a competitive analysis will end up, we might go about five minutes early, just, just so you're aware. Um, okay. But a competitive analysis um, is kind of like a compare and contrast between your book and other books that are out there. Okay. Okay? So you're going to do this in a couple different sessions. All right? You're going to do it at Barnes & Noble or whatever bookseller you like. Okay. Okay? You're going to do it on Amazon. Okay. And then you pull the information you did from both of them into one competitive analysis or report. All right? Okay, I can do that. The, sure. reason I have, the reason I have you do it separately is because Amazon has absolutely everything, but Barnes & hmm. Noble only has what's selling.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Because they have limited shelf space, right? Right. Okay. So I typically recommend people do the go to the store, the Barnes & Noble first. All right, okay, would that be the bookseller in your area yes. that you would that's all right? Yeah, yeah, is you what you what
0: that's the only one that's left? Borders is gone, there's no more independent, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. yeah,
1: I, know. yeah. I, I used to have like Borders five minutes away, and which is now uh-huh. a TJ Ma- Maxx, and then Barnes and Noble was and still is right across the street from that, you know. So, oh wow, anyway. Okay. But it was cool to have them, like, really, really close to each other. So, anyway. All right. So, here's what you're going to do. I want you to go look for books that are similar to yours. Okay. Okay. That doesn't mean exactly the same. All right. Uh, One time, this was quite a few years ago when I was working with Robert Allen, this gal wanted to do a book on Pilates for golfers. And she goes, Denise, I went out and looked, and I couldn't find any books on Pilates for golfers. You know, it's like, well, that tells me you have something unique, but why not just look for, you know, similar would mean like fitness for golfers, you know? Sure. Right? Right? So it might be books on like corporate sales or business sales, but then maybe they don't have the woman angle. Exactly. Or maybe it's a business book that has the woman angle, but they don't have too much about selling.
0: Okay.
1: Right, so you're looking for similar all right, and I want you to find out like maybe a half a dozen books okay and by the way, in this project, if you buy any of them, it's on you <laughs> <laughs> I've got okay. a library, oh, I've got a library, I can't stop and and by the way, that's no problem if if you you know if you buy a couple of books because who knows, you might end up using them for little quotes or something like that somewhere along the way as we're right. working together. And, and by the way, books that you already have are huh? fine, as long as they're not too old. We want stuff that's pretty current. Yes. Like within the last I don't know, two years, three okay. years, you know. Yep, but if it's a new printing or a new edition of an old book, Okay. You know, say something like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which came out 25 years ago, you know. And by the way, it was a ghost-written book. That's, really? That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah.
0: Good. Good.
1: Okay. Um, Stephen Good. Covey was a college professor.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And he took a list of seven items on a piece of paper. Uh-huh. Gave it and gave it to this woman and said, can you make a book out of it? Okay. I mean, it was seven ideas on a piece of paper. That's it.
0: I hope she got really rich.
1: Uh, she did not get really rich. She got $50,000, which wow. was a fair, a fair amount of money back then, you know. But it also, she kind of like handed it out to different people to do research on different parts of it. And, of course, those people got paid so I don't know how much of the 50000 she got. Maybe she got thirty, or I don't know, whatever, you know. But, yes, okay. yeah, I met, her. I met her once. So. Okay. All right. So you're going to have these books. Then what I want you to do is take all the books, go to the cafe, get yourself a cup of coffee or whatever you like, mm-hmm. sit down, and then I want you to go through them. All right. Now, some people will, like, take pictures on their phone of, like, the cover of the book, Uh you know. Um, But there are some things that you kind of need to write down. Okay. Whether you want to do it on a, you know, a pad of paper that you throw in your purse or Evernote or something like that. Okay. Okay. So what you need to, the information that you need to get from it is you need the title of the book. Okay. You need the author of the book which you can get that from the book cover, okay? Right. You need the publisher of the book. You need when the book was published. Okay? You know, like it'll say published June 14, 2016 on the inside. Okay. And Yeah, the publisher who published the book, you know, so it's like John Wiley and Sons or whatever it is, okay? Okay. And then what I want you to do is I want you to skim through the table of contents and get an idea of what you think the book is about. Okay. And also, flip it over to the back cover. Now, sometimes the back cover is just testimonials, but if there's, like, some bullets and stuff, you know, that can give you some really condensed information in terms of what the book is about. Okay. And then I want you to spend some time, you know, like if there's a chapter that kind of piques your curiosity because it's something similar to what you're thinking about, you know, go there and read a few paragraphs here and there. I want you to spend maybe about 20, 30 minutes with each book. Okay. Okay. And if you do take a picture of the cover of the book, then I also want you to kind of note in your mind um, the colors of the book cover. Okay. You know, because you'll find, like, a lot of business books are red, white, and black, or they're red, white, and navy blue. So you can say, well, either I want something that's similar to that so it looks like it fits in, or maybe I want to do something completely different. Right, right. Right. you don't have to make those decisions just yet because we're, you know, way out before that, but it can kind of get you thinking in that way. Okay. Okay, now you're going to, um, you know, either buy books or not buy them. That's up to you. All right, but then I want you to go home and I want you to do the same thing on Amazon. Okay. Okay, however, the criteria is a little bit different. All right, I want you to make sure that you don't look at anything that's less than 125 pages in length. Okay. Because now people write these e-books, and they're like 40 they pages long or 50 pages long. And I swear, they write them in a weekend. You know? Yes. They're just They're just doing charge $2.99. And I've literally had people come to me, Cynthia, and say, you know, would you be willing to write a book for me about blah, blah, blah? And I'll say, well, let's talk about it. And they go, well, I'm not quite ready. I'm going to do a bunch of Google searches on it. I said, do you oh. know anything about the topic? No, I don't know anything. I just think it would sell. Oh. I'm like, no, thank you.
0: Yeah. You know, right?
1: No, thank you. You know. So <laughs> anyway. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, and there's a okay. lot of that out there. So like I say, so you want to look for stuff that's at least 125 pages in length.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I prefer, right. Okay. I prefer. It doesn't have to be, but I prefer if the book is available both in digital, you know, ebook form, or yep. in print.
0: What about audio?
1: Okay. Now, there's some. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Are you okay. thinking you're going to put yours in audio?
0: I am. I used to be a voiceover person, so I thought about that.
1: And yeah, you you would do great at that. So I and, <laughs> okay, so I'll I'll accept I'll accept audio if they also have it in written book form. Okay, I'll just
0: focus on written and digital mm-hmm. because the the audio ver- version is down 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 the road.
1: Yeah, well, and most most people do the written version before they do the audio version anyway. So you that know, makes sense. It shouldn't be too hard. Now, the one one thing about Amazon is you might be able to look at the table of contents you might not you know you okay. might only be able to look at a front a front cover an author's destri- description, and maybe there's some reviews on the book right and right. so you kind of have to glean from it what the book is about based on some of the reviews that you read, okay, you know. So the idea is to do the best you can and do it on, a, you know, about five or six books, something like that. Okay. Same as at the actual books, okay? And then I want you to narrow it down to what you see as the top five or six books that you yeah. kind of stand up against, and compare and contrast against. You know? So in most cases, that'll be, some, you know, a couple at the bookstore and a few through Amazon.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right.
1: Okay. And then I want you to put together this competitive analysis, and you're going to list this information. You'll see it when I email it to you. You know, you'll see the title of the book, the author of the book, the publisher, when it was published, the number of pages. I forgot to tell you that before. The number of pages. Okay. And then I want you to write a paragraph on each one. All right. So you're gonna have, you know, if you're gonna have about six compare and contrast in your competitive analysis, then it's gonna be about six paragraphs. All right. And half this paragraph is gonna be about what this book is about. And then the other half of the paragraph is going to be about how your book is different or better okay, in some way, shape, or form. All right. You know, for example, you might find a book that's on corporate selling or something like that, and you go, "You know, this is a great example of what it's like to sell in the corporate world," and they give some good strategies. However, the author, as a man, doesn't understand what it's like to be a woman because we're different, and blah 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 blah.
0: Right. That is that is okay. a very good point, and most of them are not like that.
1: Right. So. Or most you of them know, are like that. So, yes. but, but I'm just kind of giving you. That's how the paragraph is going to be. So it's going to start with things that you kind of like about the book. You think it's nice, you know, but then there's going to be, and you don't have to use the word however, but then there's going to be a shift halfway into the paragraph about how it's either fallen short or yours is different or yours is better or there's something big that they totally glossed over or missed. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And this is all in a paragraph of about, six to eight lines of type.
0: Six to eight lines of type? it's brief.
1: Yeah, it's it's brief. Okay. Okay. I want you to do everything in Microsoft Word, like you did your strategic attraction plan. Okay. Okay. For these foundational exercises, you know, everything is going to be single-spaced, you know, double-spaced between paragraphs. Uh, Once you get to the actual book manuscript, it's double-spaced, but for this point, it's single-spaced. You're going to use a 12-point font. I see you have 12-point Times New Roman. If you like that, um, that's fine. Um, oh, you use okay. something called Tray Jam.
0: Yeah, okay. that's um, a that's well, branding font. Well, I'll change it to Times or Arial or whatever. What do you prefer?
1: That, you know what? It's, it's really close. Just use this if this is one that you like, you know. I mean I okay. thought it looked exact I mean, I'm not a graphic designer, but I thought it looked like like uh Times New Roman. So just just keep it it's close enough. Okay. So, anyway. Okay. Cool. And um then send that to me before um, you know, before we figure out our next meeting. Okay. Okay. And cool. um Yeah, and what this does is the competitive analysis, most people find that doing the competitive analysis really helps them kind of fine-tune and hone in on how their book is different or unique, because even if they haven't said it to me yet, they are often thinking, how am I going to be successful with this book? when there's 427 other books out there, just like mine.
0: Right, right.
1: Okay. And what most people find in the process of doing this is, number one, there are not 427 books out mm-hmm. there like theirs, right? And yes. the other thing they find is that they really do have a niche and they have something special, you know? Nice. Nice, yeah. Because, yeah. like, your book... Your book, you know, like, because I know in our conversations previously we talked about how I had done a similar book. Well, that's Mm -hmm. true, but it's similar. It's not exactly the same. You know, there's no way in the world I could have focused on corporate sales when, I mean, I've been in small business my whole life, you know. Um, Now, you could say the four years I sold insurance, that was corporate sales. You know, Mm -hmm. but it was straight commission. A little bit, it's a little bit different, you know. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Good. So there are your marching orders. So you got a couple things to do on your strategic attraction plan to complete that. Uh, You've got your uh, competitive analysis to complete that. I will be sending you back the strategic attraction plan with the notes I took for you. Okay. Um, I'll also be sending you my competitive analysis. And I will send you a link to the recording for okay. today's conversation if you decide you want to listen to it. You don't have to, but if you decided you want to, um, yes, there, I can, there you I go. Kind of,
0: but I can listen from my computer, so that would be perfect.
1: That's fine. And what would you say you learned today?
0: Oh, gosh, um, a lot of things. that I, I have a clear definition of what my ideal client is like, and that is extremely helpful because I always thought, well, who is my yep. target market? Do I create it and they will come, or do I go out and find out who needs it? Now I'm saying this is what I am going after. This is who I want to attract, and I'm a firm believer in the law of attraction. So now I, when I'm prospecting or when I'm looking at people, that's who I'm attracting. So right. that was extremely
1: helpful. Way, this strategic attraction book uh plan comes from a book called Attracting Perfect Customers, The Power of Strategic Synchronicity. Um, it was written by my best friend Stacy Hall and okay. it came out um in two thousand and one and she and I, you know, I became we became friends shortly before her book came out and I loved it so much. I um I ended up Helping her market it. This was, you know, mine didn't come out till 2005, and over the years, when I started helping people with books, I kind of shifted it to your ideal book reader rather than ideal customer. But it's the mm-hmm. same things, and it's it, it it literally is the first law of attraction book for business. Wow. There've been numerous ones since because 2001. That's a long time ago, but um. You know, but it literally was the first book on law of attraction for business. So. I like it. But there you go. I like yeah. it, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You're just a wealth of knowledge. And, okay. Good,
1: good, 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 good. Okay, so let's look at our calendars. I apologize, I ran over. That's okay. we spent too much time talking about websites and stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. So today is... Tuesday, um, how about Tuesday? Oh, I. you know what? I normally have a networking meeting that I go to at this time, and I booked you and completely forgot about it. Um, okay. What if we did uh, Monday the 6th? Oh, that's Martin Luther King Day. So, okay. Uh, what if we did Wednesday the 18th? At like 10 o'clock your time, which would be 7 a.m. for me. Yes, yeah, that'll work. Okay. Yeah. All right, two. And we'll put in then the uh, And we're saying seven, done. I walk out the door at like eight fifteen to go, I go to networking things on Tuesday and Wednesday, and
0: you know, oh, really? pretty much.
1: So, okay, yeah. So you are in there for okay. um, one of them. It's it's more of kind of a mastermind group, and oh, nice. like we kind of do a hot we kind of do a hot seat thing, you know, where one okay. person throws out something they're dealing with, and we, you know, kind of brainstorm and do our best to help them and everything. Okay, so that is Wednesday, January 18th at 10 a.m. your time. Yes.
0: Okay? Yes, 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 yes,
1: yes, okay. All right, and I I typically will send a reminder like the day before, you know, just so you have the phone number fresh in front of you and everything. And All like right. I say, I'll be sending out that other stuff. Usually the recording isn't ready for a couple of hours, so I'll send it okay. later today. Sounds good. Okay. All okay. right. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Thanks, Cynthia. Take care, and you Thank are you on too. your way.
0: Yes. Happy New Year okay. to you. All right.
1: thanks. thanks. Thank you. Thank you. you. Have a nice New Year yourself. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you, too. Okay.
1: Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.